Yingying and Lili. They're the two giant pandas who for the past decade have been refusing to mate. That is until earlier this year when the two love bears finally took the plunge and were married in a traditional Catholic ceremony. Hear how the two pandas managed to stay true to their lord and savior in order to enjoy some guilt-free sex as a wedded couple. From the Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price and this is The Topical. Don't worry, there's also a lot of bad news to cover after we get done with all this bear fucking, so stay with us. Some exciting news from Hong Kong's Conservation Center, Ocean Park. After refusing to engage in sexual activity for 10 years due to their devout Catholic faith, the center's pandas, Yingying and Lili, finally made it after officially tying the knot in a traditional Catholic ceremony. The two pandas, Yingying, a male age 12, and Lili, age 10, made the rare promise to each other not to mate until they were sanctioned as husband and wife by a Catholic priest. OPR correspondent Alan Potts joins us now with the latest. Thanks for having me, Leslie. Alan, there's certainly been a lot of joy around this long-awaited moment. Can you tell us a little about the pandas' pressures to mate and how their faith has played a role in this? Absolutely. The two pandas have been a couple for nearly six years, which is about as long as they've been at the conservation center. Conservationists have pressured them to mate to help the panda population, but due to the pandas' devout Catholic faith, the two refused to partake in any sexual activity outside the holy bonds of marriage. It is 2020, though. Couldn't they just do the deed if they knew they were going to marry each other anyway? You know, test the car before you drive it, so to speak? Well, many follow that line of thinking, yes. But according to sources close to the pandas, Ying and Li both feared for their souls and the eternal damnation they could be bringing upon themselves if they acted on their carnal desires. They both believed that sex was meant only for the act of creating life under the holy bond of marriage. Now, you mentioned they were facing pressures to mate. What kind exactly? Well, at first, the handlers would leave them alone together for extended periods of time when they were both in heat. But according to sources, being put in that tempting environment just allowed their faith to grow stronger. Here's head conservationist Li Chen. We spent years showing them other pandas mating, pumping putative female pheromones into the male's living quarters, and even tried sensual music at one point. We thought they were perhaps developmentally challenged, but we simply did not realize how serious maintaining chastity was to the pandas. To see such a pious act of restraint in today's times was remarkable. And did they ever come close to breaking their promises to God? There was some finger-and-mouth stuff one week, but they clearly felt guilty about it. The whole month afterward, both self-flagellated long into the night. And how did park officials finally convince them to take the plunge and tie the knot? Well, it had to be a real Catholic ceremony in a church done by a priest, so they needed to be transported by crate. They also required the ceremony to be in Latin, but all in all, it was a beautiful service. Here's audio from the very end of the ceremony. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. May the Lord's blessing be upon you. I now pronounce you Panda and Panda. Oh, baby, they're really getting after it. Yeah. Reports from those in attendance said the mating only lasted about 15 seconds, but they're hoping it will be better when it's time to mate again next year. Well, if my parents are any indication, Ying and Lee won't be happy until they have 14 kids to dump their insecurities onto when their children are most vulnerable. Thanks for the report, Alan. That's OPR's Alan Potts, back in a moment. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Well, I don't know about you, but that last story got me so hot and bothered, the only thing I can do now is abuse myself with more news. Here's what else you need to know today. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is out of the hospital today after being beaten unconscious by police last week for being out after curfew. Before de Blasio lifted the citywide curfew last weekend, NYPD officers found him out on the street shortly after 9 p.m. on Saturday and beat him to a bloody pulp before pepper spraying his lifeless face. De Blasio has reportedly regained a majority of his motor functions and today thanked the city's police force for beating him within an inch of his life and is applauding them for showing the restraint to not finish him off. And Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is responding to protesters today, ordering that the state statue of Confederate War Commander Robert E. Lee be replaced with a much larger statue of Robert E. Lee. According to those in Georgia close to the situation, the new one is reportedly fucking enormous. And finally, former Iowa Congressional Representative Steve King is taking up some new hobbies. Since losing his re-election bid, the now out-of-work congressman has reportedly been toiling away in his garage, putting the finishing touches on his model Holocaust train set. Can't wait to see how it turns out, Steve. And that's The Topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. Unless, of course, you get your podcast from that guy, Jerry. We don't do business with him anymore. We had a falling out. I don't want to get into it. And don't forget to tune in next week where we'll take a look at the 90s pop rock boy band, Hanson, and find out just how much their family will pay to have the brothers return safe and sound. You won't want to miss it. Quiet! Quiet!